Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Mark Safe, tales of your very favorite and most beloved man-made disasters. On Mark Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Mark Safe. Hi, Brianne. Happy Sunday. It is Sunday. And we're We're recording in the sunlight. It is crazy. Literal (sighs) sun day. Well, that's a good thing because I think that if we talked about this topic at night, it would be too dark. (laughs) Too dark. I see what you did there. Uh Uh-huh. This is a horrible episode. (laughs) (laughs) The one I assigned you, right? The one you assigned me, so I don't really take responsibility for this. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, It is timely. Yes. In the sense that we are covering Black Friday bullshit this week. I'm really excited about this. And we will be dropping one, two, three days before Black Friday. Not that we're really, not that that's really even a thing this year, but. there Somebody it, will find a way. I'm oh, sure yeah. of it. Yeah. No, I'm sure there's some store that's still, still doing it. And I will tell you right now, I don't respect them, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> well, we're in the middle of what I like to call panic buying season. And it has nothing oh. to do with Christmas. Yeah, is it happening to you again there too? Yes, everything. I don't know why I didn't see this one coming. I went to get toilet paper the other day, and there is no toilet paper to be had. I don't know. And then, I just figured these idiots would have figured it out by now. I mean, good God, I don't know. And I was like, okay, so because last time when this first happened, there was no toilet paper. We were getting kind of low on toilet paper. There was none anywhere. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to like, you know, go to every store in town and try to figure this out, which is not safe. And then my best friend and I were doing some pioneer trading bullshit where I had to make a grocery run and I was buying like produce and, and things that they had. And she somehow had toilet paper and we were like trading at a distance from the trunks of our cars. Like it's Laura Ingalls or something. <laughs> Um, so, but that time, like, not long after that, really just a few days, the toilet paper situation had bounced back. Um, I I mean, not, like, really well, but well enough that you could find toilet paper. You could wipe your ass. You could wipe your ass. So this, this time, I almost said this year, because it's been a year. Um, (laughs) The longest year ever. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this time, we're down to, like, one and a half pretty good size rolls of toilet paper, and we don't go through a ton here, really. Um, and I go to the store to get some and the store has absolutely none, but I'm like, you know what? Honestly, a roll and a half will probably last us a few days. So I'm not going to like freak out and buy some Kleenex or something. I'm just going to chill when that runs out. Surely there will be toilet paper. Well, then right before we go to record, as I'm walking upstairs, Emily. God damn it, Emily. God damn it, Emily. She's wagging her nub at me right now. (laughs) I looked at her and said that. She's, she looks so embarrassed. Um, my horrible, adorable teenage Australian shepherd had grabbed our last roll of toilet paper and shredded it all over the living room floor. Uh, you better pull out them <sighs> McDonald's napkins. 
yeah so maybe a third of it is salvageable like she ripped off the outer layers but yeah this this isn't good (laughs) oh my gosh that's the worst not good i buy a roll or not a roll but i buy a small pack of toilet paper once a week when i go out just so all the bathrooms are you know stocked and i learned my lesson last time but it's like what, what are you doing i mean we also have uh, six people in this house so yeah the the one thing i've learned in my life is that there is no amount of disaster or pandemic or catastrophe that will make me learn enough to be prepared next time right i'll never be prepared <laughs> not, not then not now if this happens again i will not be prepared then either <sighs> i have high hopes but it's not gonna happen so are you ready to hear some horrible stories? Yes, I They're am awful, ready. Melanie, and this is kind of your fault. I didn't really think about the fact that I can kind of put this on you until we, we got on the phone here. Well, um, I know I talked about <laughs> it when we did Pokemon. So I have been talking yes. about us doing this episode for quite a long time. Mm, you have. That's fair. Um, and it feels right that I should do this because I feel like really horrible stuff in a compilation of things that are really only kind of loosely connected to one another is very much my brand it's very much your brand that's why i'm so excited (laughs) and i love it and plus you gave me so much shit about decorating my tree i feel like this is ultimate revenge making you do christmas episode this isn't real I, i don't know if i'd consider it a christmas episode i guess sort of I guess sort of. Oh, maybe you can do a um, an actual Christmas disaster compilation if there is such a thing. Ooh, I bet there is. Uh huh. My husband would probably think there is because when he was a kid, he really believed that if you like fell asleep or I guess got too close to Christmas tinsel, that you would just breathe it in and choke to death. What? Uh, yeah, there's a whole story there. And then recently, Adelaide said something very similar. We've never told her anything like that. And there was something, I don't remember what it was. And she was like, oh, I've got to keep that away from my mouth or I'll get it in my mouth and I'll breathe it and choke. And I was like, what the hell? It's just like, they must have heard some weird urban legend. Let's start our own oh, urban no, legend. No. Well, no, if my not. My husband's mother told him that. That's that's what that was. Oh, well, let's keep it going. <laughs> I thought oh. I thought tinsel was extinct for a long time because I could never find it. And I'm like, well, surely it's a fire hazard issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I found tinsel this year at Target and I'm super excited about it because it's rainbow. Oh, I feel like I've always wondered if maybe it was one of those things where it's like all the moms of the world have kind of uh, just agreed to not not do that anymore because it makes such a mess and we've just kind of um boycotted it into extinction i'm the dumb mom i like legos you know same same. i love glitter glitter. i love slime (laughs) i love slime more than my kid does like a lot more than my kid does thankfully my foster daughter loves slime so i finally have a protege say i love elf on the shelf me Two. Oh, I can't wait. I'm counting. I'm literally, I have a countdown in my planner until we can start Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, we, um, so our elf, um, is an antique that Aunt Carolyn has passed down to us. Oh. Her name's Sparkles. 
And it was oh. really funny because, like I said, we go there for um, Thanksgiving. We're not going to be there this year. Um, she actually bought babies, baby elves, and I think she's mailing oh them, God. which is super cute. Um, but her elf, because Sparkle's brother, Twinkles, last year um, pooped peppermints on the floor. <gasps> she uh, He came on Thanksgiving so the girls could see him. And they thought that was the most hilarious thing that this elf pooped peppermint on the floor. So we got home and one of the moms, I don't know if you remember, she bought me some shot glasses. They're toilets. You know what I'm talking about? I do vaguely remember that. Yeah. So we have these shot glasses and they're toilets. So I made um, hot chocolate. Oh, no. And I put it in the shot glass because it's the perfect size for... <laughs> yeah, that, an, is, that is perfect. For an elf butt. And uh, so the girls woke up and... Well, the, but right before that, I was like, whatever you do, do not tell Sparkles what Twinkles did because <laughs> I don't want her to get any crazy ideas. And of course, the first <laughs> thing they did was tell Sparkles the elf what Twinkles did, pooping peppermints. So the next morning they wake up and Sparkles is obviously taking a huge old dump in these toilet oh. shot glasses. And they, I mean, they were crying laughing so hard. And then my youngest, Abby, picked it up and drank it. And <laughs> I was like, how did you even Jesus. know that was edible? But they still talk about oh. that. That was basically the whole entire highlight of their life was Abby drinking elf toilet water. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to take notes on that. <laughs> I, I, I'm not in love with like poop jokes, but my God, the kids are. <laughs> oh my God, the kids are, especially Adelaide. She, um, she grabbed my phone earlier and got into my messenger conversation with the audio guy and simply sent him the word poop and ran away. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get one of those from her. She calls you all the time. I love it. She, gosh, she's obsessed with you. But I don't gosh. understand because she can send me um, like little gifs and stuff, but I cannot send them back to her. Oh, that's weird. Maybe I need to fix something. I don't know okay. if it's a privacy. So speaking of poop. <laughs> <laughs> you like that segue? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about something horrible. And I am going to give a warning. I say this every time. And I don't, and I'm not going to do, you know, trigger warnings or content warnings for everything. Although I'm thinking I may start in the show notes. But just in case somebody, you know, has a specific thing that they want to know. Like maybe they lost a loved one in a car accident, can't handle that, something like that. But generally speaking, in the episode, I'm not going to do that unless it's you know a, a common thing that you would reasonably not necessarily expect to hear in a disaster podcast right um so for this one i will do what i always do with compilations and i will say that the fourth one has some really nasty transphobia in it mm. so if you don't want to hear that that's number four and the fifth one has suicide in it oh so all right warned yep. now you know and i'm i'm I will briefly say at the beginning of those, you know, this is the fourth one. I'm not going to be like, no, this is the fourth one. And this is what's in it. Just in case, you know, people who 
who don't have that that trigger kind of don't want to know i'm i'm putting it at the top and i will mention when we get to four and five but other than that i'm not gonna get into it a lot when we get to it okay hopefully that is reasonable (laughs) um okay so you sent me a black friday death and injury counter which is a horrifying thing that it exists (laughs) right but it was fascinating and depressing and it made my research super organized this I don't know if you noticed that it's like a list, a chronological list of things that have happened, where they happened, how many injuries or deaths there were. And then at the bottom, there are a few honorable mention ones that aren't, you know, what you think of, like a somebody punching somebody in a crowd kind right. of thing, but that were related to it. I don't know what rhyme or reason they had as far as what was going to be an honorable mention, because a couple of those I thought were pretty relevant. And a couple of the ones in the main list, I was like, how is this not the honorable mention? Right. Our honorable mention is such a weird way to label that. (laughs) Yes, it's very dishonorable. Um, That's what it should be called. Let's write them a stern letter. (laughs) But first, we will very politely thank them for their help in my research. (laughs) Because I'm a Midwesterner. Um, So, I I mean, I kind of ran into the same problem that I guess the maker of that list had when I decided what to include here. And ultimately, I included the ones that had an interesting story. Some of those are what you think of when you think of Black Friday injuries. Some of them completely and totally are not. But if it was a story that I, as a listener, would want to hear, I included it. So here we go. Um, the first year on the counter is 2006. I'm not really clear if that is because that's when this kind of started becoming a problem or if that's just when they started keeping track with this counter. Um, the first one on the counter had one injury reported in Salt Lake City. I couldn't find literally anything about it. And one with 10 injuries at a Best Buy in Fresno. That one was over PS3s. Mm. I couldn't really find any news articles on that one. Um, it was mostly just referenced briefly in like top 10 Black Friday calamity type lists. Um, but I did find a video. It was very ugly. Um, and I'm really only mentioning that one so that you can know, like, the chronological chunk of time we're operating within here. Because that is when the list started. But there's a story with more detail in 2008. Mm-hmm. And it is awful. <laughs> so, okay. <sighs> Pronunciation disclaimer. I fucking hate when somebody has a name from another culture and i'm like i don't know how to say this because i'm an american (laughs) i want to punch myself in the face but like i don't know how to say it Um, i feel that so hard like if if the person were to introduce themselves to me i would write it down phonetically and memorize it and not be a douche but that's not what we're working with here we're doing the best we can we promise yeah So, first here we have, I think that it is pronounced Jamitai. Okay. But he went by Jimbo. (laughs) And that's, we're going to go with that. Okay. Because he did legitimately go by that. Okay, Jimbo it is. So we're going with Jimbo. It's also a very jaunty name. I like it. He was a big dude, 6'5", almost 300 pounds, that people called a gentle giant. He lived in Queens. His family was from Haiti. And he sounds really cool. 
He was into shows, movies, anime, poetry, politics. It sounds like he would be somebody who you could probably have a very interesting conversation with. He sounds like a big version of me. Yeah, with dreads. I love it. <laughs> um, he was a just a lively 34-year-old guy. And he normally worked construction, but he got a seasonal job through a temp agency working as an overnight stalker at Walmart on Long Island. And he had to work Black Friday. People had been lining up outside the store since the middle of the night, waiting for the store to open at 5 a.m., even though the actual deals, according to people who were there, the deals were mediocre. They weren't even that good. Mm. Police had already been called in to control the crowd at 2 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The crowd had already broken through multiple barriers hours before the store was even set to open. Um, and as it got closer to opening, shoppers began crowding the entrance, pressing themselves against the sliding glass doors, which that can't end well. There's no way. No. Um, so Jimbo is a big dude and he was enlisted to try to hold back this mass of people. Which is probably way out of his job description. Yeah, you're you're taking my next paragraph out of my mouth here. Yeah. And I worked at Target for about like a year, including one Black Friday. And I can assure you that using your body as a human barrier against 2,000 people, no. Like, that's not in your job description. That's not really in any employee's job description, but it's, it's super not for an overnight stalker. Right. Like, that's not even a public-facing job. Didn't your mom just ask you what aisle something was in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I posted that in the mom group. Uh, yeah, my mom texted me. I, it's been like at least 10 years since I worked there. Maybe 11. Um, and my mom just texted me and said, what aisle is the cranberry sauce in in Target? I'm like, fuck if I know. That's literally what I said. I said, fuck if I know. <laughs> God. Oh. All right, Bless back to Jimbo. Um, but yeah, like I just, I feel like if you've worked in retail, you know what I'm talking about here. But the overnight stalkers, I'm not saying it's any regular employee's job to be doing this. It is super not, but they they don't even interact with the public. Like usually the dress code is kind of relaxed for those guys. A lot of times, I don't know how to say this without being a dick but it's not me being a dick it's at the very least target being a dick target at least will hire people from kind of a different different demographic for overnight stalker jobs like people who are more rough around the edges um more men unfortunately way more minorities right they will because it's not public facing and that is gross yeah i don't think a lot of i've I've worked in retail and i don't think a lot of people realize that it's very icky yeah like if you because i i straddled the line as a um white lady i got to be public facing right (laughs) but i was in stocks at target which meant that i got there before the store actually opened um and continued like until maybe like 1 p.m um, so the overnight stock people would still be there. It's a whole different crowd. I mean, they're cool. I'm, I'm not saying it's a different crowd it's in, in a negative way toward right. I'm saying it in a negative way toward Target. Right. There is a, that's who's going to sue me now. Um, <laughs> I mean, all in all, like, it wasn't the worst place to work as far as retail goes. But there, if you are there before they open and after they open, there's a noticeable difference. And it's gross. But once you kind of know that, like, those are people who come in at night, usually have a completely different just sort of set of expectations. The idea of telling an overnight stalker, hey, 
go out front and hold back a 2,000 person mob is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And they probably looked at the biggest guy there expecting uh-huh. him to do something. Yeah, it said in a couple articles that it was him and a couple other, um, I think it said bigger sized employees or something disgusting like that. That's some Ferdinand the bullshit. <laughs> yep. So when the police were there at 2 a.m., they left because the crowd was out of control and they said it wasn't in their job description. The police said that? <laughs> oh. I mean, to be absolutely fair, in my opinion, the person whose job description it is is the target CEOs who decided to do this should get their asses out there and stand in front of the 2,000 person crowd. Not the police who didn't ask for this to happen or the people who work there. Mm. But barring that, it's definitely the police. That's problematic. That's real problematic. So they said, no, this crowd's out of control. This is not our job. We're out of here. So at 2 a.m., they left. Um, so like I said, I, I worked at Target. I worked one Black Friday. And the thing about Black Friday is your job is whatever they tell you your job is that day. Even if you have no clue what you're doing, don't work in that department, have never done anything like that before, you just, you're a Target employee that day, but what you're job is i mean i'm sure it's the same at walmart what your job is is just what they tell you to do right like when i went in that morning because here's the thing they have people i am pretty sure managers they have people in there through the night setting up like you know all those big bins of stuff and all the stuff that's not in its usual department just all throughout the store Mm -hmm. they we don't I say we like I still work there. It's been 10 years, but we don't know where that stuff is any more than you do. So you show up, you go in, and then immediately you have somebody in your face saying, where the fuck are the socks that are usually 250 that are now $2? And you're like, man, I have no idea. Your guess is as good <laughs> as mine. And they're like, you work here, you know. And I'm like, they they literally don't give us a map and they don't tell us. I have no idea. Maybe in three hours I'll know, but currently your guess is probably better than mine. Um, It's chaos. It is chaos. And I mean, yeah, your, your job is whatever they tell you your job is. And that's what they told him his job was that day. And I mean, you have to assume that they thought this enormous black man would either intimidate or just be able to physically control the crowd, which is ludicrous. Right. So they've got him out there doing this. And a little bit before five, when it was supposed to open, the doors shattered that all these people were leaning against, like the glass double doors. The crowd rushed in, knocked him onto the ground, and ran over him. No! He was trampled to death. What the actual fuck is wrong with people? Yeah. So, God, I hate this. Like, one of the most gross and horrifying things about this is that ultimately, who killed him? It was everyone's fault and no one's fault. Right. Which is kind of the root of the problem with crowds like this. There's there's this loss of individual feelings of, like, accountability and culpability. And I think everyone learns about this in undergrad, but I took a sports sociology course. I, I I know nothing about sports. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. You could say, oh, you know, the Bears. And I'm like, who the fuck are the Bears? What do they play? I don't even know. Like, I don't even know their sport. I, Chicago. I know. It's football. Okay. Thanks. See, I knew you'd know. I, I know that the Colts are football in Indiana because I live here. That's it. <laughs> I'll tell you, the Bears suck. But I took a sports sociology course 
I had taken another course with that professor and he was really cool and it fit my time slot and I had a new baby so I needed to fit that time slot. And I thought it was kind of interesting to take as such a complete outsider and it was. We talked a lot about football hooliganism. Do you know about football hooliganism? Just where everyone goes bananas and it's... Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it's crowds and, and mobs and riots and um That's usually more English. soccer, though. I think that is their football. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's mainly young English lads. It seems... I, I guess lads must be, like, the equivalent of their bros, because when they say lads, they don't just seem to be using it as a synonym for young men. <laughs> they seem to mean a certain type of person. Yeah, there was actually... um a really bad football or soccer disaster uh, someone was asking us to do. I need to get back on looking into that one. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, maybe I should look into that one since I took a sociology of sports course. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we talked a lot about football hooligans, and this was bringing to mind a lot of that, and I found a good explanation from an article about that that I think would be good to hold in our minds during this episode to kind of make any kind of sense of it. So I will briefly read from that. It says, academics believe that human aggression is a social occurrence and the autonomy that individuals feel within a crowd can strip them of the responsibility they would feel if behaving in this deviant way as an isolated individual. Research into riots and crowd violence have provided significant evidence that people are more violent and aggressive when part of a mob due to de-individuation, that is, the decreased self-awareness that occurs when in groups. This de-individuation makes it easier for hooliganism to spread and for people to disassociate from their destructive behavior. Hmm. Basically, you're in a crowd, and somebody does something, it's just such a small decision to kind of step forward or follow them or something. But if you were a person standing in front of a store making the decision to knock in the windows right. would feel much bigger. I wonder if that's kind of like on par with you're driving down the interstate. Everybody's going 5, 10 miles over the speed limit, so you're just kind of going with the pace of traffic. I wonder if that's kind mm-hmm. of like... Probably, yeah. On obviously a much terrible scale. Yes. <laughs> So who did this? Who initiated the behavior with pressing against the doors? Who knocked him down? Who led the rest of the crowd over his body? Mm. Whose foot caused the fatal injury? He didn't die for an hour, so who killed him? For an hour? Yep. How do you say, like, legally, who did this? Late-stage capitalism did this. (laughs) (laughs) The police said in a statement that it would be difficult to determine who was responsible. Walmart sure didn't want any responsibility. Of course, Walmart didn't. (laughs) Hell no. God damn Walmart. (laughs) For their role in creating a situation where their fourth quarter profits were placed above human life. They had hired Securitas security guards, although they wouldn't say how many, and installed barricades before the event. And listen... If they had security guards, Jimbo did not need to be in the front of that fucking Thank store. You. But he was a big black guy, Melanie. No, I don't give a fuck if he's like the Jolly Green Giant. If you hire security guards, like they're equipped, I would hope, to handle that situation. 
Well, apparently not as equipped as Jimbo was simply by virtue of being a big black guy. <laughs> Ugh, it makes me mad. And listen, here's the thing. If you're doing something that is completely unnecessary, it is solely about greed, and you know in advance that you need to utilize barriers and security guards because it's dangerous, maybe rethink your choices. Yeah. Like, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or at least rethink whether you're going to be able to spin yourself as a sympathetic party after the fact. <laughs> because their statement said that, quote, despite all of our precautions, this unfortunate event occurred. <sighs> and I mean, if you need that many precautions, which I should probably just say up front here, I am completely and totally against Black Friday. Like, all the way. Don't do it. Yeah. <sighs> I would hope that by the time we get to the end of this, anyone listening would be, but I just, <laughs> let's just put that out there right away. So shoppers did not stop to help as Jimbo laid on the ground, mortally wounded and dying, but instead just ran over him into the store to shop. That's so upsetting. He tried to help other injured shoppers, including a pregnant woman, as he lay on the ground dying of his injuries. So... He's doing, like, heroic shit, and mm -hmm. I'm fucking angry. Yeah. Oh, get ready. You're going to get more. So um, Walmart spent six years and over a million dollars fighting a $7,000 lawsuit from OSHA on the grounds that protecting employees from crowds was not their legal re responsibility. Mm. So. Get him, uh, OSHA. Get him. <laughs> I think OSHA did ultimately get him, but that is the end of that horrible tale. Uh, on the same day in 2008, but across the country at a Toys R Us in California, two couples who knew each other ran into each other while Black Friday shopping around noon. Mm -hmm. It seems like the men were both in gangs, like presumably not friend gangs, because it didn't. It didn't go so hot when uh -oh. they encountered each other. Um, the, the two wives started fighting, calling each other's names, each other's, each other's names. Uh, one of them punched the other in the nose and had blood streaming out, but she was still fighting back. And then their two asshole husbands pulled guns out and shot each other to death. At a children's toy store. At a children's toy store. Yes, that is horrifying. But I just... I, I, it's, it's so stupid and horrible. It's almost funny that they shot each other to death. What the fuck are you doing? Don't like, join gangs. No, no. It, it just, it made me think about, you know, the, um, the Reddit, am I the asshole sub subreddit thing? Yes. I love um, those. <laughs> I know. It makes me think about the ones because, you know, there's like a verdict and it's like, YTA, you're the asshole. I think it's NTA or something. I'm not really a Redditor, but I'm familiar enough. And then there's ETA. Everyone's the asshole. Right. Everyone <laughs> is that, the asshole in that's this, this That's oh this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they shot each other to fucking death. How can you just be that angry at Toys R Us? I don't know. I don't know. And I, I mean, again, this is like, I don't think it was really even over Black Friday shopping. So I, I wasn't sure if I should include it, but I don't know. I mean, it, I thought it was a crazy story and they're all horrible. They're all in retail stores. They're all on Black Friday. Well, I mean, and you know, it's just, there's so much to worry about on Black Fi Friday. Are you ready to get mad? Well, I'm already mad. Are you ready to get madder? 
Fuck yeah, let's do it. Okay. I think I'm following up last week's most wholesome episode ever with this week's most infuriating episode ever. It's what I bring to the table with this podcast. (laughs) There's your balance, bitches. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Um, This is number four. So this one was at a Coles in Tennessee in 2010. Folks were lined up outside the store when it opened before 3 a.m., including a woman named Akasha and her mother. When they unlocked the store, Akasha and her mom headed to an entrance without a line. It is not clear whether that was allowed. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't justify any of what follows. Right. But I, I can't really be clear on whether that was breaking rules or what. Um. A woman from an entrance with a line ran over to that one and pushed her way through and kind of aggressed at Akasha's mother about it. Mm-hmm. So she placed herself between that woman and her mom and the woman got in her face about it. One witness report says that Akasha punched someone. I can't say that she did or she didn't, but as you'll see in a minute, there is serious cause to be skeptical of that report. Right. So as this is happening... The woman's boyfriend attacked Akasha and a second woman, hitting her and pulling her hair. Mm. He dragged Akasha inside the store and used his thumb to force his hand into her mouth, which led to some pretty gruesome injuries. So if you don't want to hear that, you might want to hit the 15 second skip a couple times. Yeah. With his hand in her mouth. You can't skip, Melanie. (laughs) You're exempt from that. With his hand in her mouth, he pushed her to the ground, breaking her jaw and ripping out three of her bottom front teeth. What? Oh! There are are pictures. It is horrific. It's not like, I guess, I don't know. It's not like a broken tooth or, you know, you got punched and your tooth got cracked or kind of knocked askew or something. It's root and all. It's 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 gone. It's I, I mean, like you can see the teeth there. The whole root is yanked out. It's awful. So, what do you think happened at that point? Um, I would hope that someone would break it up, right? No, no. The guy stood up and headed into the store to shop without being stopped by like any employees or security or anything. What? Yeah. Um, but fortunately, the other woman that he'd attacked called the police and they showed up and saved the day just like they did when they went to Walmart, Jimbo's Walmart at 2 a.m. a couple stories ago. Mm-mm. Right? No? No. No. An officer interviewed the three women kindly and respectfully and asked for Akasha's name and photo ID, which is when his whole vibe changed. Oh, no. He became cold rude and dismissive he turned around he didn't look at akasha anymore and he said that he had other places to be what he redirected all of his conversation to other people on the scene and told akasha's mother that he'd write up the incident over the next few days and left leaving the man who had attacked her in the store to enjoy his holiday shopping wait what (laughs) because when he got akasha's id he discovered that she was a trans woman no yes Yes, he corrected others on the scene who used her correct pronouns, and he wrote in the report that the attacker, quote, put her old name in his place. Uh, I'm not going, I'm not going to say the old name that is, it's called a dead name, and it's it's generally pretty disrespectful to use it. That's um, so he, fucked yeah. up, like, I want to vomit. Mm-hmm. So Akasha went to the emergency department and saw an oral surgeon 
who told her that her teeth couldn't be saved and repair surgery would cost $6,000. She had to go to... She had to take herself? I mean, I assume her mom probably took her. I I would feel like... It doesn't seem like like first responders were helpful. That's maddening. So her mom made a Facebook post about it, and an employee of that store who was not there when it happened commented, quote, They said it was a guy, and a guy dressed up as a woman. They said he slash she, he slash she slash it got its wig knocked off and some teeth knocked out. An employee said that? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. The police reported to the local paper that no one suffered any serious injuries. But again, I have seen pictures from her mouth and teeth. It's, it's awful. It's not, it's not, like, if somebody said somebody got punched in the mouth, maybe lost a tooth, this isn't what you would picture, trust me. Well, Whatever I know you're picturing, it's much worse. I don't give a fuck what gender you are. Like, yeah. you don't do that to anybody. No. And it would be, it would just be so hard to look at that picture and be like, yeah, that's not serious. Um, the news articles that I found said she was considering a lawsuit, but I couldn't find anything about whether she did or not. Um, the man who attacked her gave an interview later and complained that she bit his thumb. Get which, your fucking thumb out of her right? goddamn mouth, just, you piece uh, well, of shit. I think, his, I think his implication is that she just randomly bit his thumb and that's why he did it, trying to withdraw his thumb. But that would be a very odd thing to do if your thumb wasn't in someone's mouth. Like, right. of all the things you might do to someone, why is that what you would do? And, I mean, he was literally switching back and forth between pronouns repeatedly in one sentence. He was like, yeah, I punched him in her mouth and then I knocked him down and her teeth were... Like, what the fuck? Oh, my gosh. (sighs) So... I fucking hate people. I hate people. And listen, like, I get that there are at least two sides of every story. And then Akasha is not automatically in the right because she's trans and she was treated shittily by the cops. But... If you have the stomach for it, look up her injuries. Well, here's the thing. It's it's this is a common thing. The way trans people are treated, especially, you know, by looking at someone's driver's license. And Mm -hmm. there's there's Mm -hmm. a lot of progress to be made. Yeah, there's no way that anyone would just keep biting someone's thumb as that was happening inside their mouth. Like, I'm not sure it would be physically possible, but even if it was, there's no way it would happen. Like, if you're biting someone's thumb just because you're an asshole and they're doing this to you, you would stop. I don't understand. You would stop. There's no way. And then on top of everything, just, I'm trying to think of causing harm to another person and just having the mental capacity to go about your day. Yeah, I don't know. Man, I've accidentally, like, taken somebody's parking spot and, you know, have just felt like shit for hours afterwards. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, no. like, physically hurting someone no. like that. I couldn't either. No. So, are you ready for some more horrible shit? Yep. Give me number five. Here's five. Um, Also in 2010, a 58-year-old employee died by suicide inside of a Joanne Fabrics. I can't say much about this because, although I did do some digging to find out more about her, and I did find her, her name wasn't mentioned in any of the news articles, and I want to respect her privacy other than using her correct age, not the age that was reported in the news, which I think is a few years off. Right. 
Um, that happens however, quite frequently. I, I have know. noticed with research, like conflicting ages and stuff like that. Yes. And I really like to track down obituaries whenever I can. Same. Um, because it, it tells you more about the person a lot of the time. A lot of times, you know, the family will have written a blurb about who they were as a person. And I always like to include that. But she was kept pretty anonymous in the news stories. I just have really good Googling skills um so i did find her obituary i just don't really want to reference anything other than correcting her age um however bizarrely enough in the course of researching her death i got some confusing google results Hmm. because you would expect suicide inside joanne fabrics to produce some pretty pointed results right like how how many can there be but the stuff i found first wasn't anywhere near thanksgiving and it's because there was another another suicide in joanne yeah i i'm not gonna spend a ton of time on this one because it's really completely off topic but in the spring of 2018 this 25 year old woman in michigan named rachel took out a protective order against her shitty ex-boyfriend tim he tried to buy a gun but couldn't because there was a ppo against him but he was totally allowed to rent one to use at the shooting range and apparently no one stopped him from just walking out with it god damn it yep so he did and he went to joanne fabrics where rachel worked and shot her several times to death until before taking his own life yeah and then in the fall of 2018 i mean really you would just think joanne fabrics deaths would would be pretty pretty narrow right but in the fall of 2018 there was a man who was my age working on the lights who just up and died on some scaffolding joanne's is haunted what the fuck so like in this weird twist of fate joanne fabrics of all places which is a pretty benign place i think has had a random death a murder and a murder suicide inside their stores in like a three-year period like their ceo has to be like what the fuck take this shit to hobby lobby right I don't know. They got, Joanne's got a lot of backlash with the whole COVID stuff, too. Because they didn't didn't shut down. Well, okay. Maybe I should rethink my next paragraph. Um, Because I said that he seems like a cool person because he made a policy respectfully encouraging masks in the stores and then said, this is the right thing to do. So for the very few minority that don't want to comply, I think those are probably customers we're willing to lose just because of the situation we're in. Which, like, that's very, it's our fucking podcast energy, and I respect it, mm-hmm. but apparently, apparently he's an asshole, so, huh. Dick. Wow, fuck you. So, guess you deserve your haunted ass store. <laughs> Not that those people deserve what happened to them, but I mean, if you're going right. to be the CEO, I guess go right ahead. Right. Um, so that was the longest and most pointless rabbit trail ever. <laughs> so in 2011... A Walmart in LA opened for Black Friday at 10 p.m. on Thanksgiving night. Okay. Which, mm, we're going to get into that bullshit more later. Um, a woman named Elizabeth was there with her two teenage sons waiting by a pallet of Xbox games that were normally $60 on sale for 30 Five minutes before the store was officially ready, people started yelling and ripping at the plastic wrap on the pallets. How they were in the store with the pallets when it wasn't open, I I cannot put together right at all i i did a lot of digging on that it seems like everywhere is very clear on the time frame that they opened at five and this was just before five but okay um once they opened it was quote total pandemonium and 
There are two sides or maybe versions or angles to this story. So for now, I'm just going to say what I know definitely happened that no one's disputing. In this moment, Elizabeth pulled out some pepper spray and sprayed 20 customers with it, including children. <laughs> what? Nine people had to receive medical care and the store was partially evacuated. Now, initially, the police said that she was a competitive shopper and brought pepper spray specifically for this purpose to get the things she wanted. Later, they interviewed some witnesses and watched some footage and heard people saying, I'm being trampled, I'm being crushed, and acknowledged that she may have used it in self-defense. But, again, okay. A competitor Right. (laughs) If you're going... Pepper spray, that's way too competitive. (laughs) If you're going somewhere solely to buy items that you do not need, video games, at a discount, and you anticipate the situation being so dangerous that you may need to use pepper spray on other humans, including children, just stay home, you absolute fucking potato. Yes. Thank just you. Just stay home. That is my thesis statement. Just stay home. It makes me mad. So she turned herself in, but refused to answer any questions and then left. So that cleared things up. <laughs> Why, Elizabeth? Um, uh, she turned herself in. I'm here. I ain't saying shit. <laughs> no, ain't doing it. Um. So a shopper who got there right after this happened said, I don't care. I'm still getting my TV. I have never seen Walmart so crazy, but I guess it could have been worse. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, I guess it could have been worse because the next day. A 61-year-old pharmacist named Walter was shopping for Christmas decorations for his pharmacy in a West Virginia Target when he collapsed. He had a heart issue. It wasn't really about them. I'm so jaded at this point that, like, I don't think I can even be surprised that shoppers just stepped over his body and continued to shop. Oh. News outlet said that no one helped him, but his wife, Lynn, clarified six people did help him. All of them were nurses. (laughs) Aww. One may have been a paramedic. Um, God bless nurses and paramedics, too. Yes, we love them. Yes. They performed CPR. They have enough sense to not just step over a fucking dying man on the floor so they can get a God blessed tea kettle for $2 off. <sighs> I don't so- understand. I, I still cannot wrap my head around people not helping other people it's not like you're put in this like high stress dangerous situation where your safety is put at risk for helping another person Mm -mm. you just stop what the fuck you're doing and help these people it's not like a they gotta get their discounts melanie it's not a fight or flight it's being a fucking decent person yeah i am judging these people you're being judged yes not the nurses and the paramedic though yeah it's ugh. And I also, again, as someone who's worked at Target, I can confirm the conspiracy theory that they absolutely jack up prices and then make their doorbuster the regular ass price. I mean, I thought people figured that out. Yeah, no, like, I'm sure people have put that together. But just to be clear, it is the absolute truth, because I have been the one to personally print the new labels for a jacked up price a week before Black Friday. (laughs) So that they could put a sale sticker over it and say it's $20 off after we just jack the price up $20. I feel like everybody needs to work retail once in their life 
and in like the service industry. Yes. And when I talk about the service industry, I don't mean just like a server, like back of house too, because. Oh, yeah. I don't think people get it at all. Be an overnight stalker. (laughs) I haven't done that. Unless you're too white to get hired as one. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's so gross. Mm -hmm. So the nurses performed CPR until paramedics arrived while another one located Walter's wife's phone number and called her. And Walter died in the hospital. Oh, that's so sad. It is. It's not really because of Black Friday, but oh my god, fuck every one of those people who just walked over him. Oh my gosh. Well, who's to say it's not? Because Black Friday's stressful I mean, yeah, fuck. it could be. Yeah, I I was thinking that too. I didn't want to say it because I don't, I don't know, but yeah. Well, you know you me. You do have to wonder. I, 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 I like put to my, say things. <laughs> I, I have no filter sometimes. So at a different Target that same year, this one was in Florida, they made the decision to open at midnight on Thanksgiving, which meant that employees had to get there at 11 p.m. Oh, this is probably when they started pushing it. uh, Probably, yeah. And again, as a former Target employee, it is all hands on deck on Black Friday. It doesn't matter if it's not your normal shift. It doesn't matter if it's not your normal department. It doesn't matter if it's not your normal job description. You're getting there. Right before they open, and you're doing what they tell you until they tell you to stop, or you're not going to have a job. You're you're their bitch. You are. So, opening at that hour is still pretty new, but Target said that it was, quote, popular with employees, despite employees having, literally having a change.org petition to stop it. Oh my gosh. Don't put words in my mouth. Yeah, no, no. Oh, are you watching The Bachelorette? I haven't, you know what? Coronavirus has really ruined everything <laughs> for me, and I'm not watching new seasons of stuff that I normally do. I don't know what it is. Okay, well, there's a whole thing about uh, you don't speak for me thing. It was making me think of that, but Bachelorette <laughs> listeners, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, listeners, I guess it's not a podcast. Um,. So a 36-year-old woman who worked at Target drove home at 7.30 in the morning, exhausted after her shift, fell asleep at the wheel, drove her car into a 20-foot deep canal. Oh, no. She didn't know how to swim, but she was able to call 911 from inside her sinking car. Oh, no. Dispatch stayed on the phone with her for five minutes after she escaped the car and then clung to the top of it as it sank, and then the call disconnected. That's... But good news, the sheriff's deputy, I can't leave you hanging here too much. The sheriff's deputy showed up in time and she was rescued. Um, you almost gave is, me a goddamn heart attack. But that's a great example of one of those dystopian realities repackaged as a feel-good story. <laughs> it's not a feel-good story. She never should have had to drive her car into a goddamn canal. No, and it's just another one of those things that, okay, you got Black Friday. Like, there's the obvious, but also the not so obvious. Like, it's a mm-hmm. fucking dangerous Mm-hmm. whatever yep. you want to call it. Yep. So Target said that their thoughts were with her and they wished her a speedy recovery. That's it? Mm-hmm. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Sounds like she didn't even get any prayers, just thoughts. Just thoughts. You know. Just thoughts. Target. Uh, okay. So this next one's a doozy. It's, it's, it's a doozy. I don't usually list sources as I go because there are so many and they're all in the show notes, but... For this one, I found such an amazing and exhaustively researched podcast called Criminal Discourse. 
And I would be remiss to not acknowledge it up front. Ooh, I need yes. some new listening oh, material. my God. And they, they have it listed out as like, um, not even a transcript, almost like a PowerPoint. It, and the research is unreal. I don't even know how they did this research because a lot of this I couldn't find anywhere else. But they clearly had their shit together. So I did get a lot from them. Thank you, Criminal Discourse. I will hashtag you. And that's... <laughs> 2014 fort worth texas and i hope that i have all these details straight because there are like three separate crimes here and there's some time jumps if there are any mistakes they're mine um there's an american eagle store in the mall ashley harris worked there as a manager and she was kind of everybody's work mom okay um at a different american eagle store carter and david were employees carter was a girl by the way um carter and david were a couple both in the relationship sense and in the sense that they were a couple of assholes she was 25 he was 19 they were not allowed to date as co-workers like it was definitely against policy yeah i think i think david got fired over it and he was considered non-eligible for rehire that's a conflict of interest i'm so yeah i'm surprised they didn't maybe transfer one out well, after the workplace romance incident, the district manager did decide to give Carter a second chance as assistant manager in a different store. But once she was there, she immediately altered paperwork to rehire David. Oh, no, don't do that. Um, no, like she, she, I think, flipped his first and middle names or something and then flipped two numbers in his social so that they could rehire him. Um, August of that year. Their store's manager was, Carter and David's store's manager, was on medical leave, and Ashley was pulled in to cover for him at their store. And one night, Carter, I I would say intentionally, didn't lock the back door when she left, and she was the assistant manager, and David waltzed right in and stole $18,000 out of the safe. Oh, no. So they bounced, and Ashley helped law enforcement... Um, identify them as the ones who had stolen the money based on surveillance footage. And if you're getting really strong Lululemon case vibes here, you should be. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with that case. I'm sure some of our listeners are. Yep. Um, there, There's some similarities. Uh, so Ashley helped nail them about that, unfortunately. Carter and David were off the radar for a few months. Ashley continued her job at American Eagle, and she was still working there when Black Friday came around. American Eagle is weirdly one of the retailers that starts Black Friday, like, practically during Thanksgiving dinner, like 6 p.m., which I think is so incredibly gross, and I don't know why, but for some reason it makes it even worse to me that it's freaking American Eagle. Right. I guess I expect that from places like Walmart, but like, take a seat, you stupid mall clothing store. No. You're not that cool. You're not. And you're not important. And just stop. So Ashley had to work a 10 hour shift that night. She got home afterwards to her place in River Ranch Apartments around 3.15 in the morning. Said hi to her golden retriever, Nala. Oh. I know. Oh. And then her friend and neighbor, Alexis, came over for about an hour. And I guess Alexis would um, check in on Nala and take her out a couple times while Ashley was working. That's a good buddy. I know. So Alexis left a little bit before five. Ashley locked the door behind her and went to bed. Now stay with me on the timeline here. Because okay. it, it's, there's a reason. Um, it's, so that's a little before five. 
At 6.56 a.m., Alexis missed a call from Ashley. She tried to call her back, but she didn't get an answer. At 7.30, Ashley's downstairs neighbor heard a thump, screaming, and heavy breathing. (gasps) I don't know how you hear breathing through a floor. I would feel like even the loudest breathing you wouldn't necessarily hear through a floor, but I would be wrong. So he looked out the window and he saw a black Infinity drive away with its lights off. And Ashley's truck was still in its usual spot, so he assumed someone had taken her to work. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why you'd assume that when you just heard a thump and screaming, but sure. Um, the next thing he knew, water was dripping through his ceiling and his carbon monoxide detector was going off. Oh, no. Yeah. So several neighbors also called 911 to report smoke in their apartments. Um, first responders showed up and the fire department let themselves in. This is awful. Isolated the bed as the source of the smoke opened a window and then found Ashley at the foot of her bed with her hands and feet bound. She had suffered horrible head trauma, had her throat slit, and had been set on fire using rubbing alcohol as an accelerant, which I think is a really dumb accelerant, but sure. Her smoke detector had been removed and placed under her mattress, and all that was missing was her keys because Carter and David had stolen them to get into the American Eagle safe and steal the money the store had made on Black Friday. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You have to ex- assume at some point in this that's not even going to be that profitable because how much are are people buying this stuff with cash? I don't know. Uh, um, back then, yeah, but here's the thing. I know the years that I worked black friday it was a revolving door of going to the bank to make drops really oh yeah i I guess i was just not involved in that end of it because target is so big and i'm sure that was a manager doing it well they did not succeed and although they weren't found for about another week they were both arrested and charged with capital murder and they were both sentenced to life without the possibility of parole so that is that story, and it's horrible. And it is, again, only kind of secondarily related to Black Friday, but uh, so. That's really upsetting. And it's very upsetting. And I still, like, this is probably the true crime podcast listener to me. I still don't understand why people, like, try to burn a crime scene. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. I mean, I guess it might it might obscure something but not enough and my god it it someone's gonna know what you did within minutes if you do it in a god blessed apartment building oh my gosh that happened to us when i was somebody burned a body in your apartment building yeah what (laughs) i thought i haven't told you this no i don't think okay so when i was pregnant with josie when i was in vegas when i was going through all of my shit you know like My mom died. I was a week into, maybe a couple weeks into having just moved to Vegas. I didn't have a doctor. It was at the end of my pregnancy. It was just one terrible thing after another. Um, My mother-in-law actually came um, to, like, around my due date to kind of help. She unfortunately had to um, leave because I was super late. Um, But... While she was there, she went to Walmart just to pick up a few items and it was across the street and she tried to come back into the apartment complex and she's my, I don't remember what I was doing. I was like taking a bath or something like that. So I wasn't answering my phone and I look and I have like 
20 missed calls from my mother-in-law and she's freaking out because she's trying to come into my apartment complex, but it's completely barricaded off by first responders, like (gasps) firefighters, ambulance cops and stuff. And I'm just like, you know, doing my thing. Well, the building, like, I mean, I shot from where I'm at. Like, it's pretty, you know, apartment complexes. They just, everything's real close. It's like smoking. Like some fucking asshole went and murdered this poor (gasps) little old lady and then caught it her apartment complex or like lit on fire. Oh, my God. And this was in the middle of the fucking day. This was at like noon. Like oh, nobody's horrible gonna and also, not- what a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's like it was just it was really sad. And they didn't catch him for a long time too. And that was like another one of my you know, I'm like emotional. I'm like, well, oh my yeah. gosh, like we don't know who this person is. Like, did he but know? But they this did eventually person? catch him, right? They did catch him. Yeah. Ugh. It was it was crazy. Well, that's dreadful. It was dreadful. Wow. So you wanna hear uh one more dreadful story? Let's do it. Oh, actually, there's two. (laughs) (laughs) The more, the merrier. You want to hear two more dreadful stories? I'll take it. Okay. So in 2016, a 39-year-old man named, again, name, pronunciation, disclaimer, um, Isidrio, I think? That sounds right. It does. It feels right. Named Isidrio dropped off his wife, Lisa, at a San Antonio Walmart. It was Black Friday, but they weren't really there for that. They were going to the lighting of the Riverwalk with Lisa's mom, and Lisa wanted to grab an outfit for it. So she ran inside and she told her husband she'd hurry while he circled the parking lot in their Toyota Camry. I've done that a thousand times with my oh husband. Oh my god, I know. That's what I was going to say. It's <laughs> Especially like how, if you that's have so kids. relatable. Yes, yes. And they're, and God, in a pandemic, they're not all going in there. Right. Um, so he always told her that she took too long in the store, which, again, relatable. Yep. <laughs> um, as he circled the lot, he saw a fight in the parking lot. It was 4 p.m. The lot was still packed with Black Friday shoppers, including this man that he saw attacking a woman. He was dragging her by the hair and punching her as he went. Now, Cedro was not about this. He was a good guy, a family man that people called a kind and protective teddy bear who would do anything to help somebody. He'd stepped up and been there for Lisa when her first son's father abandoned them and raised the child with her. They had a bunch more kids. He was a good guy. Right. He and Lisa grew up poor and it instilled them both with a lot of empathy. So he pulled the car closer and yelled, take your hands off of her. The 21-year-old pulled out a gun and opened fire on Isidrio's car, injuring another person in the car with glass and debris, Shooting an uninvolved woman who was just walking by who saw what was happening and tried to call 911 and hitting him in the neck, killing him. Oh, my God. So Lisa was inside the store, had no idea what was happening until she came outside about 30 minutes after rushing through the self-checkout. Because it's Black Friday. Like, right. You're not there for that. Lines don't care. Right. So she didn't keep him waiting outside and noticed police cars while she waited for Isidro to... um swing around isidro yeah to circle back and pick her up she got curious about the commotion and went to see what had happened and she she saw the car that's not yeah she's told someone had been shot and i can only imagine that poor woman's blood must have run cold because i think she'd heard even waiting for a minute for him to come around 
And she asked if a Camry was involved and the man standing nearby told her yes. <gasps> and she saw a body bag and ran underneath the police line and the police held her back and she said, that's my husband. Oh so, my God. And the shooter drove away. There was already a helicopter following him and he was arrested 10 miles away and convicted of murder and aggravated assault. And he will be eligible for parole in 28 years. Well, not long <laughs> enough, but no, no I'll take it. Him fuck yeah him. god i damn think it. he did technically get life but he's eligible for parole so oh my gosh that's like those are like so fucking hard for me because it's like it is so relatable mm-hmm. yeah. you know because i'll like, come how, out with my hands hasn't full. done that constantly and then you you motion for them to pop the trunk or whatever yeah and then or like they're taking too long and you call me like where you at babe uh-huh. you know yep who hasn't it's uh oh that makes my stomach ick yeah so there's one left it's it's not pleasant but it's not as tragic at least um and this one's kind of weird there's a video from 2017 and i mean it it definitely checks out that it appears to be black friday but i could not for the life of me track down where it happened other than in a kmart um I, as you know, while I was researching for this last night, I was felled by a migraine. The worst. And, like, today I still needed to try to track down where this was, but I was so scared to look at the screen for that long. I really don't think it's out there where it is, but to be fair, migraine, maybe I just missed it. So, there's this video. There's maybe, like, a dozen or so people in a Kmart. Um, shelves are pretty empty and you can kind of see two men arguing behind a shelf when suddenly one of them bodily grabs the other and just slams him into the ground. Oh no. Like, like just picks him up and slams him into the ground where he lands on some shelving. And the guy who gets slammed is wearing a long sleeve shirt under a blue vest, which with what looks like a name tag and khaki short. So I assume he's an employee. Right. Um, a woman immediately comes around the corner to the person recording, yelling that it was the slammy's fault because he'd somehow touched or interfered with the slammer's cart. And the whole time this man is just laying on the ground moaning. And the caption in the video says that he had a shattered hip afterwards. Oh, which that's, that's all I've got about that one because there is nothing else. Like, I don't even know what state it was in, but it, it, I mean, the video definitely seems real and it appears to be Black Friday because just the vibe seems to be Black Friday. So the thing is, it's so the discourse around Black Friday is so all over the place because, you know, you've got people who are like, this is gross. Don't do this. But then so much of the media coverage it's just like jovial and jokey about it. Like one outlet was jokingly calling it Black Eye Day. Oh my and it's god! Just, yeah, and like all these articles are just like, as every year, shoppers come out to, you know, fight over good deals or whatever. And it just sounds like this almost like it's in, fun. Yeah, almost like endearing, fun American tradition, which. Another sidebar, it's not only America, but it's mostly America. It's like we go it, from sweet, wholesome Canada train derailment yes, to... right? And then they'll have, you know, the next thing you see is like a news broadcast where it's like, this year Black Friday took a dark turn. A man was trampled. And it's like, yeah, no shit. It's always been dark. 
No it's shit. Called it's black. Yes, it's <laughs> always been dark. <laughs> so something to realize here is that I am leaving out so, so, so many stories. So many that would make it clear that this is dangerous. Every single step of this, this bullshit tradition. People have gotten drunk during Thanksgiving dinner and then hit people with their cars on their way to Black Friday sales. Mm. People have been shot and stabbed over parking spots before they're anywhere near the store, which is so common. It's rarely an interesting story, so I didn't include any of those. Right. But there are a lot. Um, People have been killed and beaten waiting in line outside the store. People have been trampled to death inside the store. Somebody was shot carrying home a TV. Um, half of the family was killed when they shopped all night and the dad lost control of his car on the drive home and some of his daughters weren't buckled because seats were folded down to hold the things they bought. Oh. And that, that one's such a bummer. He got criminally charged and it, it I mean, oh, oh. it sucked. It sucked, it sucked, it sucked. I mean, it was clearly not intentional and he lost half of his family. Yeah. Um, it That was almost oh. too horrifying to include. Right. So stop it. Like. Yeah. Stop. it's not worth it's not Don't, worth it you know it's 2020 cyber monday exists not that that's not probably ethically problematic as far as like amazons and factories and everything it probably is but like i i feel like this is worse i just nothing stop is, it uh nothing's worth it no this this needs we need to stop normalizing this we need to stop making it sound like i feel like the the conversation that happens every year is you know you'll have two people and one's like hey are you gonna are you gonna go to black friday this year and the other one's like no or or maybe they say yeah and then the other one's like oh man not me and I'm, I'm not that brave it, it no it should be i'm not that unethical i i care about humans i'm not that selfish is what it should be <laughs> Oh my gosh. Boycott Black Friday every year. I know this year um, our friend Rona has stepped in to boycott it for us, but next year, boycott it. We're going to play this episode every year. Every year. Boycott Black Friday. Stop it. You are killing people. (laughs) See, you might be like, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to stab anybody over a TV. I just want to buy a TV and go home. But someone else wants that same TV. <laughs> yes. But even if you're like, oh, but I'm not like, even if they tried to fight me, I would just say, take it and run away. And maybe you would, but maybe you're going to be in a crowd where the 10 people behind you are going to push you forward until you trample a man to death. Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't. It's not worth it. And can I just stack something else on this episode real quick? Please stack everything. Stop buying all the fucking toys. <laughs> I yes. Have these people that like... Well, one, the Grinch bots, fuck you. And two, like these people that like buy stacks of whatever the popular toy is and then sell them on eBay, like mm, oh. knock it off. Don't even get me started about that. It makes me so mad. It's disgusting. Yeah. I don't know. My mom was in a close riot once over what? a cabbage patch when that was released. Oh my God. Yeah. There was. Did she get the cabbage patch? Yeah, she went in. It was real quiet. It was no big deal. She got me a cabbage patch doll. She didn't know it was popular. And she walked out and got swarmed by people, like, threatening her. And she's like, no, no, like, I've already paid for this. (laughs) It's for my daughter. And then, you know, of course, goes home and sees on the news that 
people are going bananas over them. But yeah, if you don't buy all the toys and then mark them up on no eBay, it's really sad. I just had to go through this with my speech delayed kid who asked for one thing. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and yeah, I and you had to move mountains to get that thing for her. Yeah, and the moms helped me out a lot, but I wound up paying triple the price of yeah. a toy. Yeah. So. I'm I'm keeping an eye on the baby alive that grows. Um, because I have a feeling it's gonna be that this year. Um, it freaks me out. That specific toy oh, freaks yeah, me it, out. It should. So, it absolutely should. It's fucking creepy. I've read that it comes like the baby version. It it's basically just has its legs folded up all weird. Uh, our it's, big thing yeah. right now is the Cookie Swirl Sea Barbie, and she's a. What is that? What does she do? Cookie Swirl Sea is a YouTuber. Oh, I've never heard of her. She has her own Barbie. So. Wow. And she's worth. $35 million. Oof, wow. She she just makes those videos of toys. So my ultimate goal with this podca- podcast is <laughs> I want to have my own Barbie. I think we can make that happen. You would be a great Barbie. I I just, I saw that. I can, I can see the Melanie Barbie so clearly in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want fame. I don't want fortune. God damn it. I would love to have a Barbie doll. So this was a question in our mom group recently. And I'm I'm not going to get into the discussion right now. I'm going to save it for our social media because my kids are being terrors right now. Um, if you were a Barbie, what accessories would you come with? I like it. Let's put it on okay. social media. Let's put it on social media because I need time to, to contemplate this for a minute anyway. And uh, I want to hear what what the ghouls say yeah so ghouls <laughs> right. stay safe don't do black friday and happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving hey horrible ghouls hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you would like to share your personal mark safe moment you can send it to us at marksafepodcast at gmail.com please give our podcast a rate review and subscribe and tell your buddies about us too that goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shout outs, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.